Welcome everybody to our first podcast. Uh, my name is Anthony and welcome to Young Tech Podcast. I'm here with my friend, my personal friend and co-host, Ritvik. Say hi, Ritvik. Hey guys. So, uh, for those of you that don't know what Young Tech Podcast is, is a podcast project that me and Ritvik started based on our general uh, will and uh, aspirations of the tech industry and what we want to see in the tech industry in the future as future to be software engineers and being in a in an era that we grew up in the tech era we're the tech tech era basically we're the 2004s the 2000s in general are, yeah. the, are the tech era so yeah. we're the ones that grew up in in the tech in tech shit we're the ones that will get it forward so in this podcast, we will analyze most of the things that we can ha- get hands on regarding new technologies, evolution of tech, young tech in the industry. My man, it's going to be some... I mean, yeah, there there's a lot of talent out there and there, there are definitely a lot of people who have entered the industry, you know, and are relatively young and have have made drastic changes to how technology is viewed so it's it's 19 it's 20 huge, year olds exactly it's a huge huge um industry uh you know of youth in technology these days so it, it it was something that just me and anthony came up with one day and here we are with our first episode yeah anthony would you like to explain the theme of this podcast i think our general theme is just because both of us have experience don't get me wrong both of us have some great experience in this industry both of us have both um theoretical and hands-on experience in this industry both work we both worked in software engineering jobs intern jobs and we've spent as i said before all of our lives in a world that was evolving as tech was evolving as well so definitely yeah we're basically the offsprings in quotes uh of yeah, we've tech. we've definitely seen you know the evolution of tech and how you know it's integrated into education and more than education how it's evolved from like you said uh, our young years of you know um, being kindergarten this that and how tech was int- integrated into that and you know where it's reached to now where you know we use softwares like Chat G- uh, GPT and um, you know how. It's just, it's just amazing to be honest the evolution of technology so it's if you really think about it we're the we're the generation of iPad 2 and iPad 1 yeah, we're the generation that first saw the first iPads the first yeah. iPhones the first MacBooks the iPods the iPods wow that was I, golden years golden yeah. and I really believe that not we're not don't get me wrong we're not the 100% experts in everything we're, we're not gods. We're human beings. And we'll obviously make mistakes. So this is where you guys get in. We, this is where you intervene. This is where you get to make comments and send, send us comments on our Instagrams saying what we should change, what we could, what you guys want us to talk about, what you guys want us to cover. Because we're not alone this journey. We're all together in this journey. We're all learning at the same time. And we're all evolving at the same time. So, now we're talking about evolution. And you talk about... You actually said 
about you know, we saw the technology change in the school in, in the school inside the schools and how everything has changed when it comes to us in the very beginning of our school school years were not able to use iPads uh, in school yeah. and now we see the international baccalaureate having chat GPT yeah. installed <laughs> in his essays yeah. in his essays what do you think about that because for me both FYI both of us did the IB as well so for ex IB students it's a bit harsh I'm not gonna lie yeah because I mean you know back you know uh Six months back, when we were doing our extended essays and stuff, it was like, you know, a lot of research, this, that, and now when you look at different articles from, from the news, uh, hearing that, you know, the IB is allowing <laughs> chat GPT, it's, it's a bit of a shock to us because, you know, we had to do a lot of analytical research, spend a lot of hours analyzing different, um, you know, uh, books and PDFs and n- news websites. articles, websites, so, yeah, it, it was... A huge shock, but harsh. Know. Yeah, it was. It was. It was something. It, it was hits, something. It hit different. Lie. Here's the thing: we don't have anything against against uh, people that use ChatGPT. We don't have anything against people that um, are oh, everything about ChatGPT using it on essays, this and that. But regarding to the the school the school industry, yeah, don't you think that this is going to be a bit? Because I feel, yeah, chat GPT is amazing, uh, you know, amazing new technology and it, it does help, you know, um, people in many aspects, in every aspect actually. <laughs> I can't think of one that it, it doesn't help people in, uh, in terms of research and, you know, um, getting to know, um, I guess, new concepts. But when you think about it being integrated into the education industry, it's, it's just a bit of a dicey, dicey topic there, like... Yeah. I, I, I feel it's, it's, yeah, I wouldn't, it's a like, I couldn't, it's exactly, a yeah, exactly, I mean, if you told me six months back, chat GPT is going to be there, I would be extremely happy, yeah. but at the same time, I would be like, I, I would not have the same, uh, will, you know, willpower and that, you know, urge to learn new concepts and, you know, search through different articles and spend hours, you know, getting to know something, but you know, these days, like we know, it, it just takes a few seconds for uh, the software to generate an answer that is quite, you know, uh, comprehensive. So, yeah, it's... To be 100% fair, someone could argue the same thing for us because we were also, apart from us being the generation that spent most of its life with technology, we're also the generation that spent two years of our lives inside due to COVID-19. yeah. In quarantine and we yeah, used we did the IB a, a big part of the IB inside so someone could say the same thing for us that True. you know we were able to search through the yeah. internet and what right, just a side note for those of you that say that you can you can go beat yourself I I don't care anymore yeah I I'm done with it I'm not I'm done with the IB I don't have to be politically correct about the IB anymore True true but for those of you that think that the IB essays and the extended essays and the IAs, because I've heard lots and lots of comments from people that did not do the IB mm-hmm. and and yeah. saying our grades, for example, right? Because yeah. our grades were right. We're right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, seeing people saying comments like, oh, you had it easy because you were inside and stuff. 
you haven't seen extended essays. More than that, I think, uh, you know, during COVID, um, personally, I got my IGCSEs cancelled. So I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I was a bit happy. I was a bit happy, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we're, at, all, we're all teens. At, yeah, but at the same time, I prepared so much to a point where I was like, damn, I, I you know, I could have scored more. But, but I would say the COVID-19 pandemic was a huge learning experience. And in many ways, it helped me increase my adaptability to unpredictable situations and really helped me self-reflect my life goals as I transitioned to my final years of schooling. I would say in particular, it was really interesting observing the technology and medical industry thriving in the pandemic while the other industries were suffering enormous losses. As I dive deeper into the tech industry, I realized the large-scale application that technology has on all the industries from online delivery services to AI technology used to perform medical surgeries, etc. Yeah. This is very interesting because it's very interesting that you mentioned actually the apart from the general tech industry, we're, we're also going to talk about the different industries that have been affected through the years with the inspiration of tech. And it's really interesting that you talked about the medical industry as well because throughout the years, we've seen huge advancements and huge new inventions in the medical industry as well. Let me give you an example. Do you know that PAX, this is a technology, new technology that basically has been evolving and now it's, in a, it's basically a picture archiving and communication system, which most of the doctors, for example, I've, I know this for personal experience, most of the doctors use that and uh, they basically send different, um, they can use it for sending data to their patient uh, you know, examinations, pictures, MRIs, right. stuff like that. And this has been a huge technological advancement as well in the medical community. Yeah. It has helped a lot of people. Imagine how many people have been, you know, using PAX technologies. Yeah, yeah honestly, it's remarkable how PAX uses AI algorithms to process and analyze medical images, allowing doctors to identify subtle changes in tissues and organs that may be indicative of diseases. The AI-powered PAC system can also identify patterns and anomalies in large sets of medical data, leading to early detection and diagnosis of diseases. And I would say PACS is a critical tool in modern medicine and has transformed the way medical professionals diagnose and treat patients. So, so it really is sad, remarkable. For sure. Here's the thing. Uh, technology, uh, uh, through, the co- through COVID-19, we've seen... Lots of stuff, as you said. You know, mattress is about mattress is about counting the people that get COVID, counting uh, you know how people don't get COVID, the analogies, everything, analytics, yeah. and yeah. I think the most advanced area of the tech industry nowadays is data analysis. If you really think about it, data analysis has been not as famous as it has been through the COVID era because. You can imagine how many data analytics has been, how 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 useful has it been for counting COVID cases, counting um, vaccination cases. Yeah, it's been crazy. And also another, another relatively another market that has been affected is also the stock market, stock industry. Technology boosted that, boosted that throughout the years. Sorry for that, guys. Uh, Siri nowadays is, is getting crazy. <laughs> Another technological advancement that goes through, it's, it's Siri. It, yeah. It's getting crazy. It's getting on my nerves, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> but FYI, that was my watch. <laughs> Sorry for that. So, uh, 
I think us, the young generation, should have a general feel, especially when someone studies computer science like us, and in universities that are big about tech, or generally in different universities, we should have a general feel of every little industry that we can get our hands on, especially, let's see, let me give you an example, security, cybersecurity, big industry, great industry, for everything, for data analysis, for um, or for even measuring COVID cases. It's amazing. What, what do you think about that? Because I'm really interested in you listening to your opinion about the cybersecurity industry and the general feel that, do you feel safe? All right, that is a very tricky question, but I do have an opinion on that. I mean, um, did you recently about, uh, hear about the TikTok uh, privacy invasion thing? No. So, yeah, I mean... I recently viewed a TikTok which exposed privacy issues regarding how the TikTok algorithm itself uses your microphone, camera, and keyboard to suggest you different videos on the platform. You know, as, as I kept that in mind, and when I used TikTok for a few days... Actually, realize that's kind of true. So, what are your opinions on that? For those of you that cannot, that well, all of you cannot see me right now. But for those of you that are thinking about how how I look like right now, I look like this person that is very, very <laughs> scared right now because, bro, I have TikTok. Everyone has TikTok, all right. I'm not spending that much time on it, but when I spend yeah. some time, on, I see some pretty weird stuff. Yeah. Because it's why for you, Paige. I don't, I don't make the rules. Wait, this is why Canada bans TikTok from governmental devices. Canada bans TikTok on every government devices over security risks. Oh, did they? Wow. Yes, yes. I, I think I heard somewhere. I think I was reading an article in the on the on the Guardian regarding that TikTok admitted that. Oh yeah, they admitted in December that the app has being generally used for malicious for malicious reasons and they have used it to spy members of the US or generalist parties oh, as wow. part of the leak investigation of a, of a general of a general incident that happened I'm not very I don't really know what exactly happened yeah. but I, I vividly remember that it has been used to spy on possible people that leaked information inside the US government. So basically TikTok's data is harvesting anything more than anything more and the same as surveillance capitalism that wow. rivals such as Facebook for example and Instagram apply to sell targeted ads. Because if you really think about it, whenever you search something in Google, right? Yeah. Flights to yeah. Paris to Vienna, to, yeah. to Los Angeles, to Dubai, whatever. Yeah. Don't you notice that in YouTube, for example, you'll see an ad about Jet 2 flights yeah, or... like Trivago, you know. Trivago or anything like that. It's, yeah. it's crazy. No, it is really crazy. And, you know, when, when I had that in the back of my mind and when I was a bit subconscious about, uh, you know, uh, how my data is being tracked, I, I was a bit concerned. I was like, what, what's you going know... On? I want to delete, yeah, like, I want to delete this app, because if it's, if anything and everything you do is tracked, even when you, like, you, you know, I have my phone right next to me, you know, it's listening to what I'm saying, because I've had a few times when I'm talking about, uh, having conversation, for example, with Anthony, about, like, uh, just a random topic, and 
it just shows up on TikTok, and I'm like, yeah, we had the the talk about the sushi place that we're that we're considering about like going out to eat. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. Seven minutes later, when I got into YouTube, I saw a sushi ad. Yeah. Right up for Newcastle, not not general sushi ad for yeah, Newcastle. Yeah. I think um, in an interview of uh, Susanna Zab- Zaboff, uh, it said I think she said something like surveillance capitalism is uh, it's considered nowadays as an assault on human autonomy and rights. Because mm. if you really think about it, we have seen all the different the suits against Facebook and Instagram, generally Meta, all about thinking that you know it's a risk to security and everything. And now the TikTok is the next big thing in the social yeah. media community. And if you think about it, TikTok is a huge... Sorry to interrupt you, Anthony, but... No, it's not. Uh, if you think about it, TikTok is such a huge market. A lot of people, you know, um, have based their income off TikTok. And they rely on it heavily, so... Do you know how... Do you know how many... I read I read this, and guys, let me tell you something. I don't get easily surprised. Ridvik knows me. I don't... I'm rarely the guy that will get extremely surprised... On, on something because I would expect it when I read this I was it was one of the times I was like oh shit this this happens TikTok has been has over 1.53 billion users as of 2023 wow, yeah. TikTok uses 30.25% of the world's internet users 30.25% of the world's internet users Wow. Just uh, TikTok. Oh, I can't even imagure the amount of data that they have on... Not of data on everyone. On, on every- me, on you. That's so true. Something that I find really concerning well, um, is the, the access. Yeah. When you press allow button, you know. Yeah. For example, when you're creating a TikTok, um, allow the camera access. And they have different clauses on how, you know, uh, how and what they can use that for. And when you go into the terms of services... You get to know that they've, they've actually created the terms of services such that they can virtually access everything. Yeah. And it's a bit concerning because TikTok has has been around for a good few years. And, you know, I, I, I hope it's... It stays this way because it's a very... Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's don't get nice, me wrong. It's, you know, we're critiquing nice. this, but we're just critiquing it from a friendly... Uh, level one, just what we're seeing at the ground. We don't yeah. actually know exactly what, what, what goes on behind the machines true, and stuff. True, but but a fun fact is that most of the social media, you actually TikTok is ranked sixth in the category of who has the most users, average number of users per month. Facebook is first, YouTube is second, WhatsApp and Instagram are and what and WeChat, WeChat past TikTok. Wow. Kind of makes sense, but it's it's fine. But here's the here's the thing that I got concerned about. TikTok has the most downloaded application of 2022 with 672 million global downloads. Yeah. 672 yeah. amps. Amps, bro. It's it's amazing. I mean, the creators of of TikTok. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, the actual TikTok application is great, extremely great, and too I'm not gonna lie, it's it's, it's it is it is very addictive. But 
at a point you do think, you know, when I was deleting the app, I was like, oh, what should I you do know, now? Exactly, what should I do? Like, how should I spend my free time and stuff? But Read a book. Read a book, yeah. <laughs> I have my laptop. I'm not going to be doing that. Maybe Netflix, you know. I nah, I'm, I'm just kidding. But in, uh, Now that I mentioned books, right, I've noticed that, you know, for example, looking at my mother and my family, right, for them, it's it's more entertaining to read a book than us. Because I think, as I've been saying for most of my life, we're the tech era. We're the tech. We're basically the tech generation. For us, it's very weird to open up a book and start reading for pleasure because we're used to having visual something visual something a, a video a YouTube. I can a see. YouTube. I see my brother yeah. and my sister right. Um, it when they want to eat. Yeah. Even I did that. Even you did that. Yeah. I'm 100 percent sure that when you want to eat something. You open up YouTube, you open up Netflix, and you want yeah. to eat, you want to watch something. Yeah, it's true. That's so true, and more than that, you know, um, even with enthusiasts uh, who really do like books, right? But there's such a vast range of audiobooks which make going through reading and absorbing information much quicker. It is truly remarkable to see the convenience that audiobooks provide, allowing people to multitask and learn about different topics. Additionally, it allows people who absorb information better through audio to gain a plethora of knowledge as sometimes books have information that may not be presented online. Yeah, to be 100% honest, there there are some good books that you can read for your own pleasure. Don't That's get me true. wrong, there are books that you can read and enjoy, but I think nowadays it's, it's the safe solution. YouTube, TikTok and Generally, social media, I think, I have a feeling that it's just the easy solution for us because of the pictures, because of the new things that we see every day, but it's consuming so much of our energy that sometimes we're not able to do our jobs pretty easily because we are being so focused on a screen all day. That now when we go to write code, it's it's yeah, harder. That is yeah. <laughs> FYI, guys, if you could see me and Ritter, we're so tired <laughs> because you know projects, homework, studying, everything, and it's all related to the laptop. It's so all it's related like, to know, the laptop. So I, mean, I think that all every generation has its own problems. Every generation has its own addictions. I think our generation's addiction is tech. Is, is visual content. Yeah, definitely. The amount of time we spend on the screen is something of concern. But the main takeaway of this is that spending minimal time on social media is very vital. Instead of spending time on social media, for example, for me, I try indulging in physical activities, online courses, etc. Such that my time is being used productively for self-development. Another thing that I think we should get into is how the next generations are growing up. What, what, because, you know, we are talking about concerns, we're talking about security risks, we're talking about... Algorithms. Algorithms. How, and we analyze threats. Now, how are these, the next generations, my brother and sister, the generations that come 
right after 2010, for example, how they would be protected from yeah. such algorithms, from such malicious acts and software. Because we're and talking about and malicious and software. And exactly, and especially the advancements that we have in artificial intelligence and stuff, it is extremely concerning. Yeah. I'm really concerned, right? But I'm not seeing my brother and my sister because they're, they're, my sister is eight, my brother is six, right. soon to be seven. So I can really see the effects of the te- of tech in their lives, right? And as their brother, as someone that wants, oh, as as with their parents, wants the, wants the best for them, right? I want to minimize the threat as much as possible. So I was reading about I was reading an article of the National University saying the negative effects of technology on children. Did you know that almost 80% of children worldwide that have access in technology, they cannot eat or go to sleep without watching something on the TV first or some Netflix, for example, right? Not, don't get me wrong, they're, not all the kids are the same. There are some kids that don't do that and Shout out to those parents. I mean, bro, it's a hard job. Fair enough. It's I a think. hard job. It's a hard yeah, job. Parenthood is hard. But, you know, I can see myself, because I know myself, I was the kid with the iPad. I was that kid that had that had his iPad 2 with him all the time in his backpack. Yeah. They used to play Fruit Ninja and Angry Birds. Yeah. I was that kid. I was that kid. So I know how a person could be sucked in the technology. I know how addictive it can be. So that's why, and you know, my 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 I, I remember vividly my dad, you know, uploading software in my on my iPad just to keep me safe. Did you know? Do you know the software um, NetNanny? I've heard of it, I think, but yeah. This is a software that basically blocks. Um, certain websites and certain uh, applications and you know things that limits basically the things you can do on a device right. based on it, it, for example if I'm a parent I can down I can download this to my child's iPad and my child's device and by the click of a button I can know what they're watching so now someone could say you know this is an ethical concern this is something that violates some you know freedom human freedom and human rights but i don't think it's something that we should really we should really stress that much because if you think about it as a parent right you would want the best thing for your child for the, the best thing no yeah you wouldn't and want the them development to watch of a child is extremely important especially um, you know as they're growing up so uh, to track what they're doing exactly and whatnot in the internet and having a few sites blocked is very important, I, I believe, you especially know, when uh, children have access to these tech devices. Like yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. And here's the thing. So, for example, we have... Let's, let me give you an example. Let's say that we have a 13-year-old child, curious age, growing up, being curious about everything in this world, everything that this world has to offer. Imagine the amount of damage to this child's brain if they 
their parents did not have a security measure. And it's not only about the things that they will watch, it's about the things that they will start learning and you know, the things that they will think that it's normal to do. True, yeah. Because like, just like pornography. Like pornography. If you, if a child, I cannot, I cannot even talk about it because I'm even scared of even thinking yeah. that at some, at some young age, my brother, for example, could yeah. view that. Could have access to that. that the me, thought of that itself is... Let me just say, shout out to those parents that have a net nanny or any safe to net tech. Because, bro, I know I know myself. If my dad did not have that, I would be so dead. <laughs> Do you agree with that? Do you, like, what's your thought on that? No, definitely. I mean, it is a very important, uh, you know, uh, technology to have but personally in my in my opinion um you know when i was growing up of course i had access to like tv and stuff but not really an ipad uh like that because i guess i was you know uh brought up in a slightly different way in terms of you know having access to technology so i had like a phone when i was about 15 ish you know and stuff and you know i still remember when i was 14 my my parents uh gave me a nokia you know, to use... The OGs, yeah, yeah, the exactly, OGs, exactly. the OGs, the OGs. Uh, Nokia, just to, like, contact them and to make sure that I'm safe. But as I became older, I, I got access to technology and I was... You know, iPhone 4, I think. Yeah, like, sl- slowly evolving, you know. But I, I feel that method was really, really good because oh. it kind of taught me self-discipline and taught me that indulging in sports, in, indulging in ex- different activities is... Extremely important, uh, you know, instead of just being on the iPad and just playing games 24-7 because now I see, you know, so many children, they're just stuck to their iPads and I'm like, they're missing out. They're really, really missing out on the world and I feel it's it's a growing concern, you know, so yeah, I mean, of course, these softwares are required because everything these days is online, but at the same time, I've, I feel like the old... Uh, old ways of you know, you know, raising children, playing outside, without playing outside, having interest in sports, just just those small learning important social skills. I can, see, I can see why you're thinking that, because here's the thing: like, we're critical about it, we're criticizing those yeah. children, but we d- deep down we know, <laughs> yeah, we know that we've done this. We've done worse. We know we've done this. Here's the thing. I used to have the. Do you remember those phones that it had solar energy? And if you press one button, you call one certain number. And if you press the second button, you had you you were able to call another number. Yeah. That was my first phone. My first phone didn't even have a screen. It was yeah. like a pager. It was like it was exactly like a pager. I could talk, but it was like it was a pager with for for a phone. It wasn't a messaging. When I got the iPhone. When I got that iPhone 4 in my hands, oh. it was, it was... I a, felt so cool. I was like, I was, I was the I king, got, you know? <laughs> I was the king of yeah. the universe. Yeah. People were talking to me and I had that attitude. And who are you? Hey, who are you? Look what I have, who, iPhone 4. Who, who, Come who, on now. Who, who do you think you are to be able to talk to me? And it's very, very interesting. It's, it's very, very interesting to see... I'm proud. I'm proud to to the extent that, you know, what we have become. Yeah. What we are doing. Because if you if you said to teenagers in our age, 
18, 20 years ago, hey, do a podcast or do... They didn't have podcasts then that much. Do a talk, do a radio show, do a talk about how how the evolving technology that is going on around the world can change the world. It would be epic. Yeah. But all in all, ladies and gentlemen, I think that everyone is is forming their own selves. But as they, as people grow up and from the things that they can see in their parents, from the things that they learn from their family, I really believe that it's all about you know the things that and the the things that you get from home. And don't get me wrong, as I said before, we're all humans, right? We can all make mistakes. But the thing that I don't get is how can you get wrong when buying a device for your child and not expecting it when it gets to an age of curiosity not to search stuff. Because I had a conversation, a very interesting conversation with one parent and she told me that, you know, she bought, she bought a phone an iPhone, it was an iPhone, back, it, I, that conversation was like two years ago. She bought an iPhone 11 Pro Max yeah. for her uh, 10-year-old daughter. That's also the thing that I feel is so crazy because I had access to a phone. <laughs> like you didn't, It didn't matter, it was a phone. Exactly, it was a phone. And more than that, I had access to like a proper iPhone 4 when I was 15 and I'm seeing 10-year-olds with iPhone uh, like 12 Pro, 12 Max, Pro Max and I'm like... 14 Pro. I'm like... Wow, and to be hundred percent honest, we are kind of we're we're like that now. Of course, we're like that now, but we're at, not back then. Yeah, not back then. It's 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 not the same, you know. Like having access to that um, yeah. advanced technology at that young age, it, it's interesting to see how generations evolve. And yeah, it's just. It's but just, if you really think about it, we didn't make much use of it because oh, yeah. I I vividly remember myself when during summer holidays, right? Not even touching my iPad. Not even, not even in a mile radius. I was obviously watching TV. Don't get me wrong. I was watching DVDs. I was watching movies. Yeah. But if so, for example, from my home island in Spetses, right? When the clock struck five thirty, I used to go out with my friends and play football. Yeah. I, I, we used to we used to take the bikes, do crazy stuff. Most of the times, hurt my hurt myself. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. That's all the part of the plan of growing up. As the experiences, the experiences yeah. you can get. Now, I see kids. That's that's what I hate about this. I being outside in a restaurant, for example. Yeah. Back when we went to the restaurant, if we were with our friends, there is no way until the food got on the table that we would sit down. No way. We were running around the restaurant, playing. We didn't. We didn't care. Yeah. We didn't care. Did, do, you remember, do you remember yourself doing that? Don't, play, don't, don't lie to me. No, I'm not lying to you, but yeah, I mean, I, I remember myself being involved in just like, you know, different like sports and stuff, you know, not not even looking at my phone, just, just having that of, as a way of communication. And when we used to go to like different resorts and stuff um, around where I used to live in Singapore, uh, you know, it was... We didn't even have our phones. We we left it at home. We were enjoying, you know, the the different the beach, amenities, the beach, the beach uh, everything. Yeah. So it's 
It's it's really interesting. Parents and children on their mobile devices wireless in a restaurant instead of conversing amongst one another. Here's the thing. If I was only with my parents and uh, and my parents' friends and with no young young children, I wouldn't be as you know sent in the conversation as I would if you know I had younger people my age on the table. I would play with my iPad. I would, I would, I would play with my iPad. I was that guy as well. I was that guy. I cannot lie. I was that guy. Yeah. I was a tech guy. I was a guy that wants to be on, on like hands-on tech twenty four seven. But I also loved in but in the Balkans, right? And especially in Greece, it's a very common thing to play outside when you were young. In our age, it was it was really really common. There was no way that you would see me. In my house at six o'clock in the afternoon, and just being on my on my iPad or being on 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 front of the TV or playing PlayStation, I would be the guy that would take my bike, take my Nerf guns, take my football, and play outside. That's the main thing that I miss about days that you know tech wasn't as evolved as it is now because now it's an easy solution for for parents FYI not all parents do that but it's an easy solution to just throw an iPad at the kid's face and just say being like sit there shut up for five minutes and let me talk it's it's an easy solution but I think Parents nowadays really need to understand that, you know, they should draw lines. I see, I see my dad, right? I see my dad. I see my stepmom. I see, I see my mother. What she used to do at me, right? They draw lines when it comes to you know. All right, you can watch. You can watch this stuff on your iPad for five minutes, but then you're sitting on the table and you are there you are not touching anything other than those five six ten minutes that you can watch tv or you can play on your ipad which is something that i really admire about my parents this is the thing that i think this is the thing that most parents should do especially when having little children mm-hmm. because they learn they, they little children like sponges they learn from the things that they see. When the child sees a family on their phones, you know, texting, uh, watching videos, uh, you know, sending emails, they will do the same thing. My dad, for example, when we when we're at the table, a dinner table, lunch, he will pick up the phone if it's necessary. The mom, my mom does the same thing. My stepmom does the same thing. Everybody in my family does the same thing. And now that my sister and brother grow up, I can see them doing most of the times. Yeah. <laughs> let's, be, <laughs> yeah. let's be honest. Most of the times, the same thing. They try at least. But it's really important to see that. It's really nice to... Nowadays, see a family offline. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. offline, completely it's offline. It's quite wholesome because you don't get to see that much. It's it's wholesome to see family playing together, yeah. board games. Yeah. It's really really wholesome. It's hard for me. Ladies and gentlemen, I think for a first podcast, it's a wrap. Yeah. Not a Munchies wrap. But <laughs> <laughs> don't get too tempted. For those of you that know, you know. If you don't know, just drop it. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening and. We'll see you and talk to you really, really soon. Bye-bye.